The word says we're called to make disciples. We're growing in the word of God. Jesus Christ was sent to be our saviour. This is the Bromley Town Church Podcast. We pray God speaks to you through this message, blessing you as you live out God's word. Stream or download other sermon podcasts via the Bromley Town Church website or by using the SoundCloud app. Head over to BromleyTownChurch.com. This morning I want to talk about this. Look, this is my church, uh, these are my church keys. I have my church keys on a bunch, a large bunch as you can see, and that's to help me not to lose them. The idea is that they're fairly weighty altogether, and so if I have them in my pocket, then yeah, I know that I've got the keys. But having said not to lose them because they're weighty, unfortunately what happens is I put them down somewhere, doing a task, and then suddenly you think like, oh, where did I leave my keys? And then you're in that situation of having to go and find them. Have you ever lost a set of keys yourself at home? You know the process. Suddenly you realise, like, where did I put them? And you start going back to the familiar places, the places, you know, that ledge at home where you'd usually pop your keys down or something like that, or a coat pocket. You go back to the normal places to look for them. But you think, oh no, they're not there. They're not there. And it's only as you begin to progress. First of all, you're all quite relaxed about the whole thing. But then as you're looking and you're not finding, then your emotions start to rise somewhat. And you start thinking, well, where did I put them? And you know, it's after a few moments of going to the, the usual places that you stop and you start thinking, now hang on a second, what was I doing? Where was I going? And you start to go through your actions of that day to try to work out where you might have put your keys so that you can easily locate them. Seeking is something that starts off casually, as I say, oh, I look in the usual places. But then as time goes on, as you can't find them, so the degree of your seeking increases. You start to get more earnest in what you're looking for. You start retracing your steps, as I said, but you start to get more desperate. You start thinking, where did I leave them? Let me, and you try to work it out. And you really start to spend all your time focusing upon finding those keys that you've lost. And then suddenly, they're found. And as soon as you find them, there's that sense of relief, there's that sense of joy, there's a peace that comes over you, right, okay, that whole episode, as it were, is finished with, because the seeking is finished, because you have found what you were looking for. And that's the whole object. You started your seeking because you were looking for something, but when they're found, well, that's okay, you can relax. Now that's seeking for keys, and I think it's something that we've all experienced at one time or another, or if not keys, something else that we've lost. But what about losing a relationship with God? When I say losing a relationship, I mean, like, I used to be close with God. I used to feel that God was close with me, but now that's not quite the same. There's a sense in which something has been lost, which you formerly had. What about a relationship like that? You know, going through these strange times, and they are strange times, as I've said, they're strange times, and we do need to remember, I said it was six months before, since we've been videoing these uh, services. Uh, but six months, during that period of time, a lot of things have changed and shifted. But we must reflect on the fact that we've come to this time because God is doing something. He is doing something, and I don't exactly know what he's doing. I'm just aware of the magnitude of what is going on. is causing changes and is causing things to shift around us, even perhaps if we don't know it. But God is doing something. What I do know is that what we call church, what was normal for us, that which we just went about 
on our weekdays or especially on our Sundays, that has all shifted. And that shifting maybe has been to test us, to sharpen us, to change us, to shift us. I'm not sure. Last week in our live service at church, during our communion time, Kevin Aldridge was leading us in that communion time. And he was talking about the Israelites as a nation. And he was talking about the fact that they got themselves into a position where they were becoming religious rather than really having relationship with God. And you know, he was saying like they were going through the motions. It wasn't as though the Israelites weren't going to the temple. They weren't going there for their feast days. It wasn't that they weren't offering sacrifices. It wasn't that they had completely cut God out of their lives. God was still very much part of their lives, but he wasn't really in their hearts. And it's something that Isaiah said. Isaiah said this of the people of Israel at that time. He said, Isaiah 29, 13. And so the Lord says, these people say they are mine. They honour me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. And their worship of me is nothing but man-made rules learned by rote. You know, in these days when our routines are being disrupted, when things are not the same as they used to be, when there's all sorts of challenges that keep coming to us, and indeed challenges that keep shifting and changing, then we may be well saying, well, we belong to God, and, and we're Christians, and we're following God, but are we just going through the rote of things? Are we just going through lip service, or are our hearts really connected to God? We don't want to go through a lip service thing. We don't want to just be having an outward display of Christianity. We want in our hearts to be having a real connecting time with God so that we know the reality of him, we know his guidance, we know his leading in our lives, and we know the peace that that relationship will bring to us. We want reality in our relationship. And I believe that this is a time, even as we said right at the beginning of lockdown, this is a time when we need to seek the Lord and to know his presence. And so that's what I'm going to talk about this morning, about seeking the Lord. Seeking the Lord is something that the Bible very much encourages us to do. Isaiah 55 verses 6 to 9 say this, Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. And then it goes on in verses 8 and 9 to say this, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. God's ways are not our ways. God says to us, it's time to seek the Lord. Seek the Lord while he may be found. There's an opportunity for us to seek him now. Let's go for it. Let's seek God while he can be found. And the reason we need to seek him is because actually his thoughts, his ways are different from our ways. We can get disconnected, we can get confused, we can get sidetracked, we can end up in a way that is not in sync with the way that he wants us to go. And so we want to be seeking the Lord. Now it wasn't only the prophet Isaiah that spoke to the people of Israel. Hosea also spoke. And Hosea 10 verse 12 says this, Sow for yourselves righteousness, reap steadfast love, break up your fallow ground, for he goes on to say, for it is time to seek the Lord, that he may come and rain righteousness upon you. It is time to seek the Lord while we can. It is time to seek the Lord so that we can seek him until he comes. Let's just jump back to that situation I talked about of losing our keys. 
You know, when you've lost your keys, especially if it's a car key that you need to use to get in your car or your house key or something like that, you don't give up until you have found what you are looking for. And that's exactly the attitude that scripture is encouraging us to have when it comes to us seeking for God. To keep going until we find what we're looking for. God doesn't tell us to seek him in vain, but rather he gives us a promise that really has some encouragement. Jeremiah 29 verses 12 to 14 say this, Then you will call upon me and come and pray to me, and I will hear you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all of your heart. I will be found by you, declares the Lord. God doesn't promise that we won't find him or that our looking for him is going to be in vain. He promises that when we seek him with all of our hearts, we're going to find him. I will be found by you. You know, we might have lost our keys, but we keep searching until we find them. And it's the same thing with God. Let's seek him because we know that we're going to find him if we are heartfelt in our pursuit and our seeking. Now, I said about seeking the Lord, but let's ask a question here. How do I know that I should be seeking him? I know you've said the Bible tells us to seek him, but how do I know that I should be seeking the Lord? Well, perhaps you're thinking, what signs are there that in in indicate that I need to do this? Well, you know what? Some of the signs that we need to seek for God are this. There's a, do we have a weariness in terms of our relationship with God? Is it like, yes, I have a relationship, but it's, you know, it's a little bit distant, it's a little bit disconnected. Can I say that I'm carrying a sort of a, I'm not really bothered attitude, rather than having a pursuing attitude, but, oh, oh you know, what will be, what will be type of thing. Is there a sense of boredom? Is there a sense of disinterest towards the things of God in my life? Is there a change in my life from what my relationship with God used to be like? Am I aware of the flesh rising up and causing me to be tempted or something like that? Am I finding that but I'm not really bothered about making any change? Am I finding that thoughts of, does God really care? Is seeking him really worth it coming into my mind? You know, all of those situations, and I could say that I have faced all of those situations myself in my own life. Questions like that have come to me. And yes, situations like that do indicate it's time for us to seek the Lord. Because God doesn't want us to be in any place of a lack of relationship with him, or disconnected with him, or frustrated with him. He wants us to come to him so that we might find life and have life in all of its fullness. You know, just recently I've been making some space to seek after God. We were away for a few days and I was hoping to have made some connection there and had some more time. But it seemed like there was no connection to be made. And it was hard and discouraging. And when it gets discouraging, that's when you start to think, well, is this really worthwhile? But you know what? We need Him. His presence is what changes everything in our lives. His presence not only gives us strength and encouragement, His presence brings peace to us. His presence brings clarity of our life and where we are going in life. It brings clarity to those things. We need His presence. Therefore, when those signs of disillusionment, discontentment, frustration come upon us in our relationship with God, then they are signs that yes, this is a time 
that we need to seek the Lord. We need to seek him because of his presence. We need his presence as his presence changes everything. David said this in the psalm, Psalm 16 verse 11. He says to, of God, you make known to me the path of life. In your presence there is fullness of joy and your right hand are pleasures forevermore. And David was expressing this idea, look, when we find your presence, there's joy. This is not like everything suddenly becomes right, but there is peace and joy and contentment in God's presence. And that's why we need to seek his presence. The prophet Amos, in Amos 5 verse 4, said this, For thus says the Lord to the house of Israel, Seek me and live. In other words, if you seek after me, you're going to find life. And as I say, finding life, finding that life that only God can bring, is really one of the major reasons why we want to seek after God. So let's ask another question. So if we're saying, yes, we need to seek God, and we can see that by some of the things in our lives that are causing distractions or confusions, what does seeking God actually look like? Well, let me go back to the analogy of the keys. Let me say this, what does hunting for your keys look like? It means that you are seeking and you're seeking until you find your keys. It doesn't mean to say you know where they are. If you knew where your keys were, there wouldn't be any necessity for you to seek. It means that you are starting from a place of knowing nothing, but you are looking for something. And seeking God is quite the same as that. We're looking for his presence. We know what we're looking for, but we don't quite know where to go or how to get there to find it. And that is why we start off seeking. It reminds me of the story of Daniel and the dream that Nebuchadnezzar had, which is found in Daniel chapter 2. There, Nebuchadnezzar had said to all the wise men that were around him, which included Daniel and his friends, listen, you need to tell me what dream I've just had and interpret it for me. And nobody could say they could do it. And uh, it came to the point where Daniel heard about this and he said, uh, because the king Nebuchadnezzar had threatened to cut everybody's head off if they couldn't do it. So he went to the king and said, King, please give me some time that we might be able to interpret the dream. And he went back home. And Daniel chapter 2, it says this, Daniel 2, 17 and 18. Then Daniel went to his house and made the matter known to Hananiah, Mishael and Azariah, his companions, and told them to seek mercy from the God of heaven concerning this mystery so that Daniel and his companions might not be destroyed with the rest of the wise men of Babylon. That they should seek mercy from God concerning this mystery. You see, they had no idea what the dream that Nebuchadnezzar had. They didn't know where to start, they didn't know what to do, they didn't know where to look. The only thing they knew of is, if there's going to be an answer, it's going to be found with God. So let's get to God and let's ask for his help. That's all they could do. There was a seeking. They knew what they were looking for, but they didn't know how to find it. That is exactly the same situation we find ourselves in when we say we want to seek the Lord. It goes on to say in the story of Daniel, Daniel 2.19, Then the mystery was revealed to Daniel in a vision of the night. Then Daniel blessed the God of heaven. Verse 23 says, To you, O God of my fathers, I give thanks and praise for you have given me wisdom and might and have now made known to me what we asked of you. For you have made known to us the king's matter. 
So there was Daniel and his friends, they're praying, they're seeking, they're hoping, they're wanting, they're going after God because they want to know what this dream was. They don't know how to find out, but they're asking God. And suddenly, a mystery in the middle of the night, <coughs> excuse me, in the middle of the night, Daniel receives a vision. And in that vision, he sees the dream that Nebuchadnezzar has had. No wonder it says that he turns to praise to God. Because this is, I have found, I have got what I was looking for. I now know the dream that Nebuchadnezzar has had, has had. So now I have the ability to tell it to him. Yes, Daniel was full of praise because he had found what he has look, was looking for. And when we seek for God, that's the sort of heart attitude that we need to have. That we're coming to him not knowing everything, but that we're seeking that he should help us. And you know, when I say we're seeking God, there's three things particularly that I think come to my mind that we need to remember when we're seeking him. Firstly, it's God has promised that when we seek him, we will find him. Matthew 7, verses 7 to 8, it says this, Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, and the one who seeks finds, and to the one who knocks it will be opened. Now that's reading from Matthew, but I can also jump back to that scripture that I read from Jeremiah, where he says, when you seek me with all of your heart, I will be found by you. God is promising that we will find him. Our task is to set ourselves the, the, the seeking. We need to get on with the seeking and to trust that he will do that. Secondly, we don't need to know the how or the when. He is God and he will lead us. There is so much about us that says that when I know, when I understand, then I will do. The whole object, you would never lose your keys if you always remembered where you put them. You would never lose your keys if you always put them in exactly the same place and you knew that's the place they were going to be. You would never lose them. You don't lose them necessarily on purpose. You lose them by accident. And there's a sense in which we didn't purposely want to disrupt our relationship with God, but our relationship with God can grow cold. And when it does, we need to do something about it. Or we need to make sure that we're coming to his presence so that we can find the life that we need from him. How do we do that? Listen, we don't know how to do it. All we know is that he has said it is time to seek the Lord and we need to trust him. So we don't need to know the how or the when. God is God and he will lead us and guide us. Psalm 32 verse 9, I will instruct you and teach you in the way you are to go. I will counsel you and watch over you. We don't need to know, we need to trust that as we're seeking God, he will lead us and guide us. Our job is to seek. His job is to unveil things to us. So God has promised that when we seek him, we will find him. He doesn't need us to know all the answers. He will lead us in the right way. And thirdly, you will know when you have found what you are seeking for. You will know, just as like, there are my keys, right, that's it, I have found it. Just like Daniel said, that is the vision that Nebuchadnezzar, that's the dream that he had. Now I know, I have confidence equally when we seek God, we will know when we have found him. Our task is to seek the Lord while he can be found, call upon him while he is near. 
And as Hosea said, it is time to seek the Lord until he may come and rain down righteousness upon you. So I want to encourage all of us. Let's just examine our lives again. Let's come back to God and say, God, what is my relationship like? Where am I with you? Am I experiencing your presence? Your presence is what my life needs. I want to seek you and live, just as Amos said. So let's seek God. We don't have to have all the answers. All we need to do is to say, right, I am focusing myself to be wholehearted in my pursuit of God so that I may find his presence. Because when you find his presence, you will know his presence because his glory will come upon you and you will be changed. So let's start seeking for the Lord and see what he says to us and what he wants to do amongst us. May you have God's blessing and may you have his presence as you seek for him this week. God bless you. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this message from Bromley Town Church. You are always welcome to visit us on a Sunday morning or join us again for more messages here online. You can also stay connected with us at www.bromleytownchurch.com.